I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. To Border, the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Voted on by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association. The award-winning Wendy's Big Show. Let's get ready to rock. Let's get ready to go. Get set. Get up. Let's get it on. The Wendy's Big Show. Showtime, This is the Wendy's Big Show with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Former Badger and Packers running back Gary Ellerson and the inventor of the Lambo Leap, Pro Football Hall of Famer Leroy Butler. Now is where I can tell that Timmy Shea has been practicing hitting the right buttons. I can see it. I was in here a couple weeks ago, uh, not on the big show, but on uh, on the flagship station in Milwaukee, the fan, and uh, and let's just say Tim. There there were a couple buttons that Tim hit that were uh, not the not the normal buttons, not the right ones. But this time you're right on top of it. He is Timmy Shea. I am Kevin Holden and Adam Roberts. Hey, we got a big big show. Absolutely. This is going to be a blast. I apologize, by the way. My voice is at about 70% right now. You had a pretty busy week. Yeah. This is, and, and it's literally what it is. I was allergic to, to one of these western states that we decided to drive through was last week. Was it Wyoming? Probably. I wouldn't blame you if it's Wyoming. It's, it's very, it was very flat. Very flat. Uh, and then, obviously, a lot of mountains off in the distance. But, uh, yeah, it was... It was a total blast. My wife and I went to uh, eight baseball games in eight states in eight days. One game in a different state every day, which is great, except uh, the map does not do the trip justice. It, it makes you think that you're, you know, 100 miles to this or, or whatever. But, you know, we were always, always running and gunning. Always. Now, we mentioned on the show when we were promoting you coming on, Kevin, that you in particular, are a big, and when I say big, I mean big show, big, minor league baseball guy. What were some of the highlights of your trip? So here's the interesting thing about it, because there, there were eight games. We saw the Rockies at home. We saw the Brewers at home, uh, which was not 
in originally our intention. We were not going to see the Brewers at home, but uh, the, it, that was the day it rained on Saturday. It was the last day of the trip. So we, we saw the Brewers at home and Rockies at home. The other six games were actually not minor league games. They were, uh, yeah, I know. Dun, dun, dun. They, were, uh, they were collegiate summer league games. Uh, so like the Northwoods League, right, in a way. Right. We actually did see one Northwoods League game in St. Cloud, Minnesota. And Rocks. Yes, indeedy. And, and then the other ones were a very similar kind of league called the Independence League, which is basically how you get to see baseball in Wyoming or in Nebraska or in North Dakota, right? That's, that's how you have to see it. And uh, we, we had a blast. We drove 3,700 miles in eight days. You got your oil changed before you left, right? Literally right before. And now I'm going to have to do it again. Yep. <laughs> but it was a blast. But, uh, but anyway, uh, again, my apologies you know, off the top here because one of those states I was highly allergic to. I was sneezing like a fool. And um, so it's, it, it may take me a minute to get, uh, get the, the voice completely there. Well, you also called the Brewers Rockies game yesterday in Spanish Yikes. on Telemundo. So, you know, we, we get home in time Saturday night to see a game and then go sleep. Well, I, I saw you for a minute after that game and then slept for a little while. And then, yeah, we called this game. And as you know, that game was an absolute slog. And that game was four what was it four hours and 20 minutes of you know three two counts and all kinds of craziness right yeah 13 innings i was up at my cabin north of leona shout out to all of our friendly listeners on our marinette menominee affiliate northeast wisconsin nicely done but i was uh up in our cabin lake van zile watching that game 13 innings we got up to the cabin at 9 30 i was afraid i was going to miss a good chunk of the game (laughs) Little did I know that you were you were just about to see the best of what was to come. And Hunter Renfro was was just amazing Golden. in that series. I, uh, Sunday too, in the in the game we called on Telemundo yesterday, he was amazing. Hit another home run, kind of got the offense sparked uh, early in the game. And then of course Andrew McCutcheon came through late in the game. Timmy, are you uh, did you did you play the call? We did on the post game show. Yeah, the, uh, the, on your uh, flagship station. Yeah, yeah, we did. That's so much fun. I look, I, I still geek out on it. Okay. Like I understand that it's just, it's part of the job. It's part of what we do, but I geek out a little bit on it because I don't think of it in these terms of, you know, when, when a special moment is happening, I don't think in terms of, Hey, it's time to record something that they'll play back on a radio station. You know, it's not really what I, I'm just trying to get the emotion of the moment, just trying to feel it, you know? And uh, that McCutcheon, base hit it was a double was was fantastic and of course that on top of you know so when kevin asked uh what uh you know did you play that call this is the call that uh we are talking about al campo central al campo central no chance doblete para andrew mccutcheon una carrera nota rowdy tennis anota también cerveceros Con la ventaja, 10 por 8, Andrew McCutcheon. Andrew McClutchin. Andrew McClutchin. <laughs> so it's probably good that you don't see what goes on in the booth uh, because Jaime, Jaime Cano is our, our color commentator for those games. Jaime gave me a look when I said McClutchin that I have never seen from him. I think the collective Big Show Radio Network rolled its eyes. Yep. Yep. And he did the same thing. He looked at me like, seriously, dude? 
Did you just say that? But not only did you do that, the radio broadcast did that, and the uh, and TV all said McClutch. Oh, seriously? Yep. Oh, okay. So don't. I don't, don't feel so bad. Mm-hmm. I do not feel so bad now. So okay. All three broadcasts. That's that's amazing. And it was that was a fun time. Obviously, the Brewers and Rockies uh, finish up that four game set uh, tonight, and we'll talk a little bit later in the show about a couple of different Brewers topics. Uh, over the weekend, they extended Aaron Ashby, and you know what you think about that contract extension. Uh, the better fit for Milwaukee at the trade deadline? Are we talking Andrew Benintendi? Are we talking Ramon Laureano? These are two names that the Brewers have been linked to. Laureano's a, a more of a defensive center fielder, not really an offensive juggernaut, but. Uh, he's a guy that uh, that could certainly certainly be a help to the team just because he's a better center fielder. He's a good player. Uh, Andrew Benintendi's a good hitter. I just don't know. Uh, I don't know how he would help you in center field specifically. Right, the Brewers are in very good shape in left field and right field and DH, but center field is a different animal and. Andrew Benintendi's a good hitter, but you saw on that play from McCutcheon, you saw it. Randall Gritchick got a terrible jump on that ball and then tried to kind of half jump when that ball was over his head, mistimed everything. And that's my worry is if you bring somebody in like Andrew Benintendi who could end up in that position playing center field, close game, late, whatever, that the defense might cost you more than the offense gets you. And that's significant in center field. So we'll be talking about all of that later in the show. Uh, there is something else that happened uh, the last couple of days that really has me interested in the future of one Packers player who has been around for a long, long time. David Bakhtiari was not in the initial PUP list, guys. He was, he was not the, the, the initial group. It was like six or seven people. and He was not in that group, not in that list. And then he was added to that list. And as you know, Bakhtiari last year played in one game, got into one game, and look, this is not any kind of shot whatsoever at the, at the man. Obviously, David Bakhtiari has the competitive fire. Obviously, he wants to be out there. He wants to be a difference maker, but the body is not letting it happen, and now we're in a phase where that body is not letting it happen for multiple years. He's had seven or eight months off, and he's still on a PUP list to start training camp. It doesn't necessarily mean anything for the regular season yet, but I don't like the way that that begins. So maybe that's a good uh, starting point here on the big show. Is it time to, time to move on from David Bakhtiari? What do you think, Adam? And if for those that are listening, if you don't think it's time to move on, I would uh, maybe pose a question 1B, if I may, because this was inspired by a tweet from Ken Ingalls, who uh, we've had on this show. A good analyst for salary cap reasons. Whenever we have to talk Packers, he will come on occasionally, and I'm sure we will be hearing from him throughout the course of this Packers season. He tweeted a couple of days ago, David Bakhtiari's contract was a huge financial risk for the Packers at signing in 2020, Mm. back when he resigned. Injury setbacks spanned 2021, two massive contract restructure pushouts in both 21 and 22, and his 2022 health is a major concern. Case in point, PUP list. And then this was the line that got me. His contract now reads as more liability than asset. So if you are of the ilk that you don't think it's time to move on, then would you agree that Bakhtiari at this point is more of a liability than an asset when he's injured? Because the 
the writing on the wall would seem to indicate that might be the case. Makes a lot of sense. And, and in all honesty, you're talking about a Packers team that is attempting to compete right now. They have, they have reached this point where they're signing guys, adding guys. They, they understand that the Aaron Rodgers window is going to close and fairly soon. So they're attempting to compete right now. And if you have that mindset and you're trying to stretch the dollars that you have in the budget to get you maximum return right now, David Bakhtiari is not getting you maximum return right now. He's not getting you any return uh, over the last couple of years. And, and again, tough decisions have to be made in football. We remember Josh Sitton. We remember Jordy Nelson. Those were terrible in the sense of they hurt, right? But what did Josh Sitton do when he left Green Bay? What did Jordy Nelson do in Oakland? They're tough decisions, but they have to be made. And when the Packers have made those decisions, they have looked sound. That's pretty important when you're talking about a franchise and their future. So is it time to move on from David Bakhtiari? 855-830-8648. That's the Van Horn Direct toll-free talk line. Start your deal today at VanHornAuto.com. Going to be back with more. It is The Big Show. Border to Border, The Big Show Radio Network. It is Whoa. the big show. Thanks for joining us. Oh, there you go. Go. Kevin, let your light shine down. <laughs> Amazing. Sparky never lets me sing on the show. Oh, no. Why is that? Perhaps there are some reasons for that. I did a duet with uh, Tim Dillard, Brewers, Valley Sports, Wisconsin, when he came on in Seriously? studio a while ago. We duetted What's Going On, Four Non Blondes. <laughs> we ran a promo of it for a little while. Then Sparky said, oh, i got to rotate the promos. And Okay, I want to get. Yeah, we got to rotate the promos. They are getting it out of there. Okay, all right. Well, that was tremendous, and and of course, Collective Soul. uh, That's the the group that you were singing there. We, uh, I grew up like seven miles away from them. Like we we grew up in neighboring towns in Georgia. Hmm. I was in in Conyers, and they were in Stockbridge, like right up the right up the street. And normally we have one Gary Ellerson from Albany, Georgia. Yes, indeed. Although, if you press him on it, Albany is how you pronounce it here. Where he's from, you pronounce it Albany. A-L hyphen B-E-N-N-Y. Albany. I was thinking Albany? No. Like, is that the Wisconsin way? Yes, Albany? That okay. is, no, that's, people speak like that in Georgia. See, I always refer back to that episode of The <laughs> Simpsons where Principal Skinner says, oh, it's an Albany expression when talking about steamed hams oh. with uh, Chalmers. So that's what I usually defer to. Oh, my goodness. That's that's fantastic. Well, when, when next time Gary's here, we'll we'll press him a little bit on the Georgia stuff because right. clearly he's been keeping that under wraps and he shouldn't. So it is the big show. Kevin Holden. We got Adam. We got Tim. We are having a blast and we're talking Packers and Brewers uh, along with a whole bunch of other stuff today. Uh, we're talking about David Bakhtiari and the idea that maybe after playing one game in 2021 and already being added to the PUP list before training camp begins in 2022, that maybe it's, maybe it's time. And, and again, this is, I, I want to repeat this because I don't want this to sound like I'm coming off slandering the good name of David Bakhtiari because that's not the case. I mean, he's, 
first of all, a tremendous player, all-pro level player when he was healthy, a guy that's good for the team, a guy that is well-liked. All of that is there. But David Bakhtiari is, for a couple of years now, has had trouble getting enough health to get on the field. And, and it's, a, it's a difficult situation. I mean, you know, the Packers are going to try, I'm sure, to give him as much time as he needs. But you're paying money while that goes on. And the NFL is a situation, unlike Major League Baseball, where you can work on a contract. You can, you can change things. You can change years on a deal. You can void it. You know, it's, you know, if, if they wanted, if the Brewers wanted to do something with Ryan Braun's deal two years in or three years in, they couldn't do that. It's a guaranteed deal. He's going to have a decade of, of being paid and actually longer because some of that money is deferred. In the NFL, it does not work that way. So it puts the, puts the question into play. Is it time to move on from David Bakhtiari? Give us a call at 855-830-8648. Uh, by the way, the wait is over. Ah, the wait is over. It's what? What, what am I waiting for? Well, one, the chance for the three of us to do the show together. Of course. But also, Wendy's Summer Strawberry Chicken Salad is mm-hmm. back. Mm. It is the event of the summer featuring freshly prepared ingredients like a mix of salad greens, grilled chicken, oven-baked crispy applewood smoked bacon, candied almonds, Italian cheese blend, and to top it off, fresh summer strawberries. All Strawberry. beautifully. Oh, I know. I want some of that. Do they deliver these to the studio? Uh, I think you have to use an app for that. Okay. You might be able to use the Wendy's app. I'm good with that. Can I download it in here? Uh, well, if you can uh, get around our internet, yeah, which you're... is a little sus at times. A little sus. Uh, by the way, uh, this is all beautifully tossed together, served with a side of sweet champagne vinaigrette. Only at Wendy's, don't miss the fan favorite, the summer strawberry chicken salad. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. I'll I'll deal with the app during the commercial break. I'll go I'll go run to a corner of the room and try to get some outside signal, and download that Wendy's app. Uh, going back to the importance of David Bakhtiari and deciding on his future with this Green Bay Packers team. Remember that the Packers are in a position now that they have not been in for I don't even know how many years. At least a decade, probably a lot longer. And that position is this for. However long, the Packers offensively have been Aaron Rodgers and the list of receivers that he throws to, and those are probably the four or five or six or seven most talented people on the field. It's been that way for a long time. As an offensive lineman, your job was to make sure that Aaron Rodgers stayed upright and make sure he hits his receivers. And if he does that, then the offense is elite. And it was year after year after year. It's 2022. Devontae Adams is in Oakland. In Oakland. Listen to me. <laughs> like, it's, like it's 2018. He's in Las Vegas. Correct. He's a, he's a Raider. But it's going to be hard for me to shed the Oakland thing. Uh, Devontae's gone. MVS, gone. Like, this is a different group from a receiving core standpoint. Basically, what I'm saying is running backs mean more to this offense than running backs have meant to a Packers offense since... Dorsey Levins, I don't know. Like it's 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 got to be twenty years. Amon Green, yeah. I mean that long ago, and not the not the the comeback Amon Green where he came back for like two games. No, one point oh, yeah, with the one point oh Amon Green. So we're talking we're talking twenty years. So your offensive line carries a little more weight in the sense of you know being a being a greater like you know getting the those those lanes blocked and ready to go, like making sure everything is set for these running backs. 
to be elite level in the league. They need that. The Packers offense needs that more now than they have in a long time. So if you have someone who is an elite level offensive lineman, you got to hang on to him. On the other hand, if you have an elite level offensive lineman who isn't playing and hasn't for a couple of years, it's a liability. Exactly. Like if I would compare this, Kevin, if like, for example, Elkton Jenkins, let's say he, um, or game one or two this season, God forbid, I hope this doesn't happen, but let's say that he suffers a debilitating injury. His year is over. No one over the course of the next 12 months is going to say, well, uh, we're moving on from him. Of course not. You'd be insane. Right. The body of work is what little there is so far is amazing. And he's got a long future ahead of him if they want to keep him around. Sure. Bakhtiari, we've, we read the tweet from Ingles. It's been a little bit of a struggle these last couple of years just to get on the field. But one time he does get on the field against Detroit, maybe he shouldn't have because then everything fell apart against San Francisco and we were left wondering what could have been. You think about it and you do have to start asking, at least asking the question. And like you said with Jordy, this is a tough band-aid to rip off. I just, we saw, we see Bakhtiari not just in Green Bay. He's all over the place across this state of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. He's at AmFam. He's at Pfizer. He's chugging beers. <laughs> he's, a pan, he's a man of the people, you know. So it's tough. But this is football, man. And as Vince McMahon, who just retired from WWE, would say, nothing personal, it's just business. Just business. And, and that's a lot of money that's tossed around to David Bakhtiari. Now, there is one difference, I think, when you're talking about Josh Sitton, when you're talking about Jordy Nelson versus David Bakhtiari, which is Bakhtiari isn't going to walk out the door and go play for the Lions. No. That helps, honestly. If you have to move on, you don't have to deal with him immediately in another uniform coming for you because that that thought does not appeal to me <laughs> to to see David Bakhtiari in some rival uniform to see him in a Bears uniform Timmy just shuddered every time I mentioned the Bears God forbid it's in those new unis too yeah they were talking about it at the end of the flagships morning show and I had seen those the other night and yeah it it's like imagine if a bunch of traffic cones were running around on a football field (laughs) or just call them the Chicago pylons at that point, (laughs) Chicago candy corn, I suggested. It's pretty bad. And fortunately you don't have to worry about seeing one of your favorites in that uniform, right? You would hope not. Right. (laughs) No, but you said, you said it perfectly that he's not, you know, walking out, he's not, he is not going to another team. He's right. here. But I guess the question is, how long do you give him? Wisconsin Family tweets at Big Show Network. By the way, if you want to get in on this as well, we'll be talking about this before here and then after later when we have Marcus Eversall coming uh, just a couple minutes from now. We'll touch on this topic a couple times today. But a Wisconsin Family tweets at Big Show Network. If you got to pay him big money and he isn't playing and isn't going to play, that's a major issue. I think we can all agree to that. The Packers can hardly afford the team they have now in the long term, let alone having to pay players who can't play. I feel bad for 69. Hope he comes back. But if he doesn't soon, that's a problem. Yeah, that's the truth of it. And I'm sure that, that Bakhtiari himself understands this because he's had to live in this world for and I'm trying to, he's not supposed to do math on the radio, but it was like a year and a half, right, that he's been dealing with this. A couple of years, we'll say. Yeah. So 
this is something I'm sure that's gone through his mind plenty of times during rehab, during recovery, during those times when he thought he was close to playing and then he wasn't and then he was and then he wasn't. It's got to be tough. It's tough on a mindset, tough on a, on, a, on a spirit. He wants to try to help this Packers team. And as good as this Packers team has been, one elite-level player at one position, no matter where it is on the field, pushes you that much closer to the Super Bowl. And the Packers, you know, look, it was very disappointing, obviously, what happened to them in the playoffs this past year. But one elite-level player pushes you that much closer to winning that game. And then moving on and going on from there. It's 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 a difficult situation, but it is a business, nothing personal, Vince McMahon quote. Uh so the Packers have to make that call, and they probably got to make it soon because you're you're coming up on training camp, season is coming up. That's gonna be a, a factor coming in. You have to have your offensive line set. That's the other factor involved in this is it's a group of five guys. And that group of five has to work together, more, much more so than any other group, I think, on the field. Maybe, maybe a secondary almost gets to that level. But that group of five works together in practice every day. They, they set their schemes. They set blocking. They do whatever it is they have to do. And that same group working together in the game is going to be more successful if they've had more time together to practice. And in the case of Bakhtiari, if he's starting the season on PUP, we may be talking about week five, six, seven, or not at all. And when he comes back, that group of five that's along that Packers offensive front will have to change. Someone will have to swap positions. Perhaps a couple of people will have to swap positions. And that could be detrimental. Do you have a gut feeling on how long this lasts? Bakhtiari? How long he stays at? Yeah. I think, I think this, is, this is his reality now. I mean, I don't think it's – in other words, I don't think it's like – you know, two weeks or three weeks, or I think I think the way his injury is right now, it's just going to linger. He makes an effort to come back five or six weeks into the season, but this lingers. I think it's his reality. It's you're talking about an elite level athlete, still pretty young in athlete terms, with access to the greatest stuff on earth to recover, and he hasn't been able to do it in a year and a half. That's that makes me nervous more than anything else. I, I worry that again that this is this is what David Bakhtiari is now. Really quick, before we get to Marcus Eversall, we did get another tweet. Frank tweets at Big Show Network. I'm not sure how this works, but if he's not healthy, can they work out injury settlement and cut him? I think there is precedent for that. When veterans go on the pup list, there is some sort of a precedent. I'm, I am not a fine details guy. I would have failed out of law school in a semester. <laughs> But I do believe, Frank, there is a precedent for that. Can, I'm sure there are salary cap problems with that, but if you can't play, something has to be done. And, it, and if, it's, if it's a case of you're splitting this thing in half, you know, you're paying him half his salary, that's half the salary that you save. So if it's the trade deadline and you want to expand your payroll and get someone else at another position, you have half of Bakhtiari's salary or whatever it is to, to, to do that. So that's significant. Marcus Eversall from WDUZ in Green Bay joins us next on The Big Show. Wisconsin-wide, the Big Show Radio Network. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Wendy's Big Show from the Lakeland University Studios. Kevin Holden from CBS 58 in Milwaukee. Uh, stepping in, trying to fill the, the shoes of... Your normal big show hosts. Uh, thankfully, we've got a couple of veterans flanking me on either side. We've got Adam Roberts. We got Timmy. Uh, so you guys are, you know, kind of carrying my weight a little bit. I'm I'm at about eighty percent now with uh, with the voice. I've, I've still got Wyoming on the uh, in the lungs, Nebraska in the lungs, something to that extent. But uh, but thanks for for sticking with us. And by the way, Marcus Eversall from WDUZ. Green Bay is going to join us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider's hiring drivers right now. For more info, call 800-44-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 800-44-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Marcus, how's it going, man? Going pretty well. Got football in the air this week. Kind of crazy. You count down to training camp and then it feels like it always sneaks up on you. You know what I mean? Oh man, it's so we we try my wife and I try to get out of town before training camp starts. So we took this trip and as I'm taking that I'm thinking this is it. Like summer's done. The, the, you know, the the vacation's over. Like it, you know, here we go. Tomorrow the the veteran players report and you know, then Wednesday it's you know, it's back to business. But I I did want to ask you about one other thing leading into this. Green Bay was absolutely pretty on television they look fantastic lambeau field did for that soccer match a couple days ago did you get a chance uh, to check that out so i didn't i didn't go we had some other stuff going on but we we watched it and we we live away from lambeau so we we could hear it my dog wasn't nuts about all the fireworks and everything but that's another story but i mean yeah it was definitely cool we were out on on friday night as well i know there was a, a lot of tourists and everything I mean, everybody had nice things to say as far as people coming into town. It definitely, I think, passed the test, and they accomplished everything they wanted to. I mean, I'd be shocked if we don't see more soccer at Lambeau in the future because by by all accounts, everything went according to plan. Yeah, it looked good. looked like it was a fun weekend. And as you say now, the uh, the other part of the fun begins uh, a little later this week with uh, veteran players reporting in that first training camp practice. Usually – when we get to those first couple training camp practices, we're looking way down the roster. We're looking at the sixth receiver spot, or we're looking at you know whatever in the in the backfield or 
uh, the defensive backfield or whatever. This time around is a weird thing, and I don't remember the last time we were here where the training camp begins, and your guess is as good as mine on the receiver depth chart. What is your guess on the receiver depth chart, Marcus? Oh, well, my guess is that by the end of the season, I still don't think we're going to have a clear-cut depth chart. I mean, I think you look at it, and obviously the targets, the catches, all the production is going to be dispersed in a way that we haven't seen in a while. I mean, there, there's not going to be a guy getting 169 targets like Devontae last year, 120 catches. That's just not going to happen. Now, going into camp, if I had to put my money on, who will be the team's leading receiver? I would say Alan Lazard. But again, I mean, I'm not thinking Lazard's going to be putting up 100 yards every other week. It might be 71 week and 20 the next. And I think we're going to see a lot of mixing and matching throughout the year where Cobb might have a couple big games. Sammy Watkins might have a couple, probably early in the season because that's what he tends to do. By late season, maybe Watson's the, the lead game two to three times. I, going into camp, though, I think clearly – and we'll just, I'll just go back to what Aaron Rodgers said when he was here early last month for mandatory minicamp. He sees a top three right now, those three being the veterans. So, Alan Lazard, Randy Cobb, and Sammy Watkins. I'll take Rodgers at his word for it. I think right now, if you're looking at the depth chart, it starts with those three. But again, tempering expectations as far as weekly production and all that. And then there's a bunch of quick, how many receivers do we keep? You know, they draft three guys. Then they've got Jawan Winfrey and Malik Taylor, who's shown some flashes going back to, you know, preseason action. And then there's a whole wild card here with Amari Rogers. I know people want to bury him a year into his career, but guy was a third round pick last year. So so he'll have an opportunity as well. It's gonna be really interesting. It's funny, I feel like we gotta, you know, try to talk about other positions, but this receiver conversation is as it has been all off season ever since the Devontae trade. The receiver position is front and center. I mean, that's not going to twist it. It is going to be our our main topic of conversation. It's going to give us a a lot to talk about, I know, uh, throughout the season. Well, if you're talking about other positions, you have Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt, the the first-round picks that come in that are going to help bolster this defense. And the thought is, with Devontae Adams gone and, and these extra draft picks coming in, that the Packers are looking for this instant boost to the defense, it's been a good defense, but they're looking for it to be elite. How much can you count on two first-round picks that have a ton of talent but still haven't played it down in the NFL? See, that's a really interesting question because, I mean, you're right. You go into this season, and it's it's clear those expectations for the defense are higher than they've been going into a season as, as far back as I can remember this year. And you look at the personnel, and you – it's easy to see why. I mean, just in terms of their starting 11, their best 11 players on defense, there is no weakness on paper. That said, you bring up those two rookies, how much of these expectations have to do with these two players? You know what I mean? Like going into a season, you look at the rookies and you think, all right, yeah, you know, you're excited about these guys, but it's more really excited about the upside and what they might become that there might be a little bit of a transition where they're not ready to help right away or they can't give you a whole lot right away. This year it's like, you know, all the expectations in the world that this should be a, a top five, at worst top ten defense right away. And really you look at it, I mean, yeah, they bring back the band with the exception of Zadarius Smith, so they're able to retain their talent from last year who finished the, the season strong. But you're really banking on, I mean, as far as all these expectations, you're really 
counting on, or I guess accounting for both Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt coming out and giving them a lot right away. Now I see the reasons for that optimism, but you're absolutely right in terms of it's, it's kind of interesting how you look at the heightened expectations defensively and how many eggs you're putting into those two rookies. I mean, if not for them, those are the two new pieces you're really adding. So that's, I don't want to, I don't want to put too much pressure on them, but I'm kind of, that's kind of what I'm alluding to is I feel like we are putting some pretty high expectations on two rookies being ready to play right away. Marcus Eversall, WDUZ in Green Bay, joining us uh, here on the Wendy's Big Show. Uh, Marcus, uh, obviously you go training camp and you're going to be just buried in this for a couple of weeks and you start the preseason. you got the game in San Francisco. There's one preseason game at home and then there's one in Kansas City. And then there's this almost two week or it might be more than two weeks now layover between that last preseason game and the start of the regular season, the first regular season game. I know that that players and, and a lot of folks have wanted the preseason shortened for a long time, and they did get that this time with it being shortened to three games. Is Do you think it's it, – could it be bad? Is it bad to have that kind of layover between the last preseason game and the first game that counts? I don't think it's necessarily bad, I, but I do think – I mean, as you said, this just started last year. I do think we're very much still in a, a transition period where teams are going to try to figure out how do they handle this. I mean, we've seen over the years the amount of playing time that starters get, most notably quarterbacks, but starters, key players. The, the playing time in the preseason keeps trending downward, and I know that's a bit of a polarizing thing. Now, instead of four games, you've got the three games, and then you've got the bye week between the preseason finale and the regular season. So you're kind of in this feeling out period where even the teams like the Packers, the teams who have, you know, basically not put anybody out there. I mean, they struggled to put 53 out there because they're not playing any of their, their starters. Maybe you, you start to rethink. Again, I know that's a polarizing thing for people where they come out rusty. They lay an egg against the, the saints in the season opener last year. And people are saying, well, maybe if they would have played their starters a little bit in the preseason, I've always been in the camp of, I'd rather risk coming out rusty to start the season rather than risk my starter's health in the preseason. I just feel like with the risk reward, I'd always rather risk the rust than risk key injury. But that said, after what happened last year, and again, with this new schedule where you've got three games and then the bye week, I'm listening now. I mean, maybe maybe you don't put Rodgers out there because basically your entire season hinges on the health of your quarterback. Maybe you don't put him out there in the preseason. But the rest of the starters, I th- I don't know. Is it a coincidence last year that they, they didn't play anybody and they come out and got boat race 38-3 in the season open? I think that's going to be a fascinating storyline this summer. How, I'm not saying he's going to play in the entire game, but does Matt LaFleur switch gears a little bit in terms of how he deploys the starters, if not all, in the preseason? Yeah, and, and, and the difference, obviously, in 2022 is instead of that being the Saints, it's the Vikings, which means if that happens to you in yeah. week one, that's a division loss. That could be tough. Right, absolutely. I mean, and that was hard to I, – I do think last year's season opener was a bit of humble pie because all the all the craziness that went on with the Rodgers offseason and everything, I mean, they, they got smoked. And then they, they hit the reset button. They ended up okay. I mean, number 13 win season and all that. But, I mean, you're right. If you come out rusty and you lay an egg against the Vikings – yeah, uh, an ugly loss against the Saints is one thing. An ugly season opening loss against the Vikings would be another thing, and you know how the fan base would react to that. Marcus, uh, we appreciate everything. One last question for you. 
between now and the first training camp practice, this is your last like 36 hours of summer. What are you going to do? <laughs> Basically get ready for my summer to be over. I mean, I, I don't know what we don't do much in that season where it's like, I don't go out as much as I used to just kind of, I mean, so now I know everything's about to change. So probably rest and relaxation, some Netflix, and then gearing up and getting everything ready as far as programming and promotions and everything we have going on for training camp kicking off on Wednesday. So that's a really boring answer, but I'm just being honest. That's all right. Mine, I think, is sleep and sinus medication. So that, you know, what's that tell you? <laughs> Marcus Eversall, we appreciate yeah. it, man. Thank you. All right, you bet. Thanks, guys. Marcus Eversall, WDUZ in Green Bay, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider is hiring drivers right now. For more info, call them 800-44-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 800-44-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. You're listening to the Big Show Radio Network. It is the Wendy's Big Show from the Lakeland University Studios. Kevin Holden, CBS 58 in Milwaukee, stepping in for the day. So it is the Wendy's Big Show, and with a strawberry frosty, time to enjoy yourself is built in. They're so rich and creamy, a straw just won't cut it, and finishing one takes at least 15 minutes. Sounds like a fun 15 minutes. So check your watch. Is it frosty time yet? Right? And I feel like every time I say strawberry, you get really excited. Oh, well, it's the best 15 minutes of my life. It's the truth, man. 15 Which is minutes. kind of sad, but... Right, well, yeah. I, I mean, I, obviously, we can't do it right now because we're on the radio. But after we're done with the big show, we could we could get strawberry frosty. All right, fifteen minutes of unwind time. Uh, so, is it frosty time yet? And by that, we mean is it time for a moment with just you and your frosty kicking back and doing whatever goes best with the best treat of the summer? These strawberry frosty treats are going fast. So, when it's time for frosty time, choose wisely. Choose Wendy's limited time only on the strawberry frosty. So, I, I'm assuming one that you've had one and two that. They're fantastic. Oh, absolutely. Sparky is basically the sole provider of Strawberry Frosties for the Wendy's Big Show family <laughs> and probably would be a shareholder in Strawberry Frosty Inc. if they had a stock on Wall Street because he and his uh, Lady K, they buy so many Strawberry Frosties. He says he goes to Wendy's three or four times a week. Really? That's absolutely insane. Hey, uh, Kevin, real quick, before we get, we only have about a minute and a half here. Yeah, man. I had a thought about that soccer game you mentioned with Marcus from DUZ, because yeah. I watched that. Okay. Um, see if you can tell me an interesting comment here made by commentator John Champion. The conditions have finally decided to relent. Imagine that about every five minutes or so, <laughs> talking about that game. That commentary team on ESPN was just hell-bent on deriding the weather. And yes, it was not great. There was a lightning delay. They had to go to that Derek Jeter festival celebration oh, video, right. that E60, whatever it was. Right. And But they would not stop talking about how bad the weather is. It's like, guys, you're playing at Lambeau Field. You're playing soccer, a game that it has notoriously in Europe played in rainstorms plenty of times. It's like, come on. I know it's a friendly they won. Uh, Man City won one nothing. It was kind of a ho hum game when you when you break down like soccer. It was right. eh, but come on, it's it's July. What did you expect it to be? Sunny, ho hum. Everybody's just standing around. I, the thing that makes me laugh about that is if Wisconsin ever gets derided in the national media for the weather, 
it's usually snow. Yeah, it's not humid, rainy conditions. <laughs> Everybody in England and Germany thinks that it's monsoon season in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Well, anyway, a lot of people showed out for it still, and despite the delays, everyone seemed like they were having a good time, except for A.J. Dillon, who had to get stopped by police before yeah. he did a Lambo leap. Yeah. But uh, everyone seemed like they were enjoying themselves. All right, we got to get out of here. That's the end of the first hour of the Wendy's Big Show. Back in a few minutes. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t